the Travel Agent Interview Podcast. My name is Megan Chapa. I am your host, and today I am privileged to have Valerie Gossett on the program with me. Thank you, and welcome, Valerie. Well, hi. Thank you. It is so nice to be here today. Yeah, I've been trying to have you on for a while, so I'm happy that this is working out. I think it's going to be a good interview. Valerie, let's talk about a little... I don't know if it's quite gadget or technology, but it is something to make packing easier. We both saw this and thought, wow, I could really use this, and so could our clients. Want to tell us a little bit about this? You know, I every every traveler that I work with, no matter how much they've traveled or how little, they always ask for one thing, and that is uh, they always ask me, what should I bring with me? And this can be someone who travels five and six times a year. And so this is, this is great. This is a checklist mm-hmm. and it has all the things that you should bring with you when you travel. And you just, when you're ready to pack or a day or two before you actually start packing, you get things in a, in a little pile and you just check them off. You don't even have to think about it. Yeah, I've been looking at this guy too and I travel a lot and there's always something that I forget. And I usually can just look around a room and know the things I want to pick out. But this does really have pretty much everything you know that you need to, to pack. And you can just cross the things off that you don't need or not not tick the box. But it really is pretty comprehensive. So uh, we're going to put a link to this in the show notes. It's called Pack This, and it's by Knock Knock. And Knock Knock has lots of other lists that they provide, including like you're on my duty list type lists, really comical type things. But this is uh, functional and it's a good resource for someone who packs often or say if you have teenagers or a school trip and you want to make sure those kids remember everything, this would be a great list to, to send off to them. Or even, Valerie, when we get to your specialty, this I know could be useful yes, it's for... Yes, one of the best I've seen. Mm-hmm. Hey, Valerie, let's get into the part of the show where we talk about you, the star of the program. Would you be able to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the travel industry? Sure. You know, I've been in the industry now for about 14 years. Mm-hmm. And when I was a child, uh, my sister and her significant other, they traveled quite a bit. And I was always, you know, there. I was always tagging along. Well, they felt that I should learn how to do something, such as make an airline reservation or, you know, call a hotel and reserve a room. And here I was only seven years old. <laughs> But they taught me how to pick up the phone and do that. So, yes, I was actually making airline reservations at age seven, believe it or not. Uh, so as I grew up, uh, you know, I always looked at this industry in different ways. Uh, in, in my third year of college, I thought I wanted to be uh, a stewardess. And that's what they were called back then. Sure. And I went to an interview and I was actually two inches too short. What? I never so heard of it. It just was not before. the right time. I know back then they, yes, yes, back then they, and this was in the 80s, they had height requirements, 70s, this was in the late 70s. Huh. And so uh, I was uh, not able to see the world, you know, by uh, flying all over the place at that point. And so I went on and became a, actually a middle school teacher and then went into corporate America as a uh, trainer. And just about 14 years ago, uh, I had a friend say, you know, Valerie, I, I just got my certification uh, as a travel specialist, and oh my gosh, you would love this. And I said, you know what, I thought of that years ago, but I haven't looked at it in quite a long time. 
And one of the things, Megan, that I love to do mm-hmm. is I love to take care of people. Yes. And whether I was a teacher or a corporate coach, that's what I've done my whole career in different ways. So being a travel and vacation specialist, that's what I get to do day in and day out. So that's how I came into this. It was, uh, I started at a very early age, but it took me a long time to actually uh, get into it. Well, I think that you found your place though. It sounds like this is the right industry for you in the way you like to take care of people and organize things. And speaking of organizing, that is a major part of your specialty because you specialize in, would you want to say large group travel? I I would say large group travel, yes. And, you know, that takes, that has actually many faces. Uh, it can be a family reunion mm-hmm. of 20 people or 100 people. Um, it can, I do a lot of group graduation trips that, oh. you know, come off of those family reunions. Um, BFF and couple getaways. And then, of course, we have destination weddings. Sure. So, uh, and I've done up to 300 people uh, for a destination wedding before. So it can have a few as, you know, uh, 15 or 20 sometimes, but oftentimes it, you know, it exceeds 50 people. Sure. And it's for people who don't know this industry as well, you can start groups with as little as 10 people, but the more people you get, typically the better options there are for you. So... Uh, that's just a little note for, for people who may not know this industry very well. Um, and then let me ask you this next question because, well, first off, I want to say thank you for doing group travel because I also do some large groups. And they're, and the nice thing about having a travel agent, from what I'm told, is that some people just don't want to hear about Aunt Myrtle's cats and all the things she has to do with them in order to take this trip. Whereas maybe you or I enjoy hearing the cat stories, and that's part of our job, and we like it. So, and and you know what else? I, I'm actually the youngest of seven kids. Oh. I have uh, you know all these brothers and sisters. So when a family comes to me and they say, you know, uh, maybe the sister has you know three children and the brother has two kids, and and the spouses don't get along, but. Uh, the the sister doesn't realize that and she wants to be next to the brother, you know, right. on a on a cruise. And the brother might call me and say, Now don't you put them near me <laughs> And so as a as a as a sibling with many brothers and sisters, I understand that. Yep. And so I know I know how to relate I, I can relate to that and I know how to talk with them and where to put them so they're close but not too close. So that does come in handy. It's really interesting. I was wondering how you how you fit into the age range in your family because if you were seven and making reservations for your older siblings, it makes sense now. If there if there was that many, there must have been a, an age spread. So I'm seeing now how that how oh. that comes together. Oh uh, yes, my my mother worked many many jobs, and my sister was 13 years older than me. So they definitely uh, you know treated me like a young adult. Well, shout out to your sister. Thank you for getting Valerie started on her path to success uh, many years after you invested in her. So thank you. All right, Valerie, how about let's talk about and you can talk about more than one thing if you like, but how about a success story, a funny story or a situation that might not have gone perfectly, but that you were able to triumph in and bring about again for your clients? 
Well, I this was actually a group cruise that I put together for 75 people mm-hmm. all across the world. It was an organization, and they wanted to have their meetings on a ship. And so we had a lot of people stateside, but we've had people coming from Japan and Australia as well as England. And uh, they were all coming in for this cruise, and I actually went on this as well. So here we are. uh, We're on the cruise ship, and I get a call from someone who did not want to fly in the day before. They were coming from New York, and I get a call that morning, and he said, my plane is to wait. Uh, they have to put me on another flight. And it's like, okay, that, that, that's good. Do you know when it's going to leave? And they said, not yet, not yet. And when you cruise, you really want to get there before 2 or 2.30 in case there's any issues with your documents or things like that. Sure. But they really don't want to let you board after 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the ship usually leaves at 4. So he called me and he said, Valerie, I'm not going to get in until like 3.15. So I quickly, uh, the uh, crew down. They knew that I had this many people on the ship, and I said, look, I have, I have one passenger, and he's not going to get here till 3.15. I know we don't leave till 4. We're only 20 minutes, you know, from the airport. Yep. So what I did, I did not want to rely on public transportation. I knew a Mary Kay rep, and she had one of those big pink cars, yeah, and I nice. called her, and I said, what are you doing? <laughs> yes, yes. And I said, what are you doing? I said, will you pick up my client from the airport and then get him here like in five minutes? And now, like, realistically, it's not going to take five minutes. But she did. She went there and she was waiting for him. On the, I let him know, okay, look for the pink Cadillac. And he did. He jumped in the car and he's racing over. Yeah, we're, oh, oh my gosh, it, it's like five of four at this point. And we are outside doing that safety drill. And I could see the security gate from the side they had me on. So I'm watching for that pink Cadillac. And a whole bunch of the group was there with me. And we're like, okay, come on, you got to make it, you got to make it. And downstairs, they said, if he gets here like a minute before four, we'll let him in. But if he's after, we, we can't, he's going to make the show. So we're like, come on, come on. And then we see it. We see the, the Cadillac come through. <laughs> and it's coming to the front gate. And uh, all of a sudden, it, it now is a couple minutes after four, all of a sudden, the captain comes on uh, the loudspeaker and says, we are holding the ship. We have a passenger downstairs who is racing to get here, and we are holding the ship. Now, for any listener who's ever cruised, this never happens, okay? Yeah. Uh, or it's rare if it does. So we're all cheering. It's like, yeah. And, uh, and he did. He races in, but there's one little thing. He left his passport on the plane. Oh, no. Well, he, he didn't have anything else to get on with because you have to have that or a birth certificate. But they called. Uh, they said, is anybody where your birth certificate is? We'll let them fax it to us or email it over, scan it an email. And, in fact, he got a hold of his mother. She went ahead and did that, and within, like, three minutes, they had the birth certificate and aborted the ship. Holy cow. So that was, you know, it was, you know, I was able to work with the staff uh, downstairs because they were on the lookout. If I didn't have that kind of relationship with this cruise line, uh, they would have never held the ship. They never would have let them on the ship. That's amazing. What cruise line was this? This was Carnival Cruise Lines. Oh, shout out to Carnival. Good for and them. The ship, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, was it the Triumph was or the Liberty? Day. We certainly celebrated. 
No, this was actually the Carnival Fascination out of Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, you were in Florida. This was about three and a half years ago, and it was the Carnival Fascination out of Jacksonville, Florida. I have had the same situation uh, for holding a flight for a client who left a passport in their uh, their home on the photocopier. They photocopied it and you know, intended mm-hmm. to leave a copy for the family and then left all of it on the scanner in their home in Brookline, which is about 25 minutes away from the airport. And they held the plane so that the passenger could get it and come back. And truthfully, the plane took off on time, but they had already closed the gates. So I don't think anyone knew that they were waiting, but they had, you know, they let them board after the fact. And, and that's just because of the large nice. group that, that they were with. And because, you know, I had a relationship with that travel uh, provider. So anyway, testimony sure. choosing travel agents. Good for you. And very exciting. Yes. Well, Valerie, you've traveled a lot. You're traveling more even next week, I know. So if you try to get a hold of Valerie over the week of uh, the first week of September 2017, she'll be out of town, but she'll call you back shortly thereafter. But in all of your travels, do you have a best or most memorable meal that you would like to share with us? You know, I was in, and this was a year ago, January, and I was in the Riviera Maya at an all-inclusive resort. Mm-hmm. And they had a they had a chef's table, and you know you can you can really uh, <laughs> taste some unusual uh, combinations at the chef's table. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to give it a try. I tend to be a picky eater, yep. and so but I I was with a group, and I said yes, I'm I'm going to go, and uh, you know my taste buds are ready. <laughs> so I. I have to tell you, I don't know half of what I ate. I think I even ate some bark, but <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. Some of it was, uh, I had to close my eyes, you know, because it uh, wasn't something out of the norm for sure. But I would say anywhere you go, you know, if they have a chef's table and the chefs are going to prepare something that's a little bit different and unusual, go for it. You're in a, a new area and you're trying to you know, try new things and, and just go for it. So anytime I have an opportunity to do a chef's table somewhere, I do now. Would you describe a chef's table for someone who might not have heard of that before? Oh, goodness. Okay. So it might be, uh, it could be beef, it could be chicken, or it could be seafood. Um, sometimes if it's seafood, it's, it's going to, you know, some of it might be raw. Oh. Okay, so if if you don't if you don't uh, like sushi, um, that's something then that you might want to say. Okay, I'm not going to taste that one, but they combine it um, with other flavors and other types of food, uh, in with things that are not on the menu. Okay, and that way the chefs get very very creative. So I think I had um, I definitely had some squid, mm-hmm. and it was. On a with coupled with seaweed, and um, and then they took a piece of it wasn't bark, but it, it was something like that that was edible that they cooked, mm. and uh, and then that had some um, some some fish on it, and and that was uh, you know basically a sushi that that they had put together of some form or another, but uh, very unusual taste and different taste. Uh, and different seasoning. So it's it's definitely not, it is not a set menu. It, it just allows the chef to get very creative. 
Yep, so it's an opportunity during either a resort or on a cruise for a chef to highlight and feature and show off maybe the things that they're passionate about or that they've been testing out that aren't on the menu and for you to have an intimate experience with the head or head chefs of that resort or cruise ship. Definitely, and they try to keep it to, you know, 12 people or less. And uh, sometimes they have wine pairings. We happen to have wine pairings with ours Mm -hmm. so that we could um, have different different tastes with with what they served us. So, and, and you could refuse if if you absolutely saw something that uh, you felt you there's no way I can taste that or eat that, then you you can refuse. Yeah, I I watch a lot of travel programming, and I definitely watched one where like the food kind of fought back, like it was it, a tentacle that did not <laughs> want to go down. It was like sucked to this guy's face, and I'm like, ah, oh, that might be where I draw the line. Like it needs to be dead to some extent. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, good for you though. Um, so, Valerie, will you tell us? Um, so, for our listeners. Who are your clients? Who would contact you? Who would best benefit from calling you to take advantage of your specialty? Well, you know, if if you're the person who is tasked with putting together uh, the next family reunion and they want something that's different, perhaps they want a tour in Italy or, or a tour in Ireland, I'm definitely the person that you would want to assist uh, to call to assist you with that. You know, and also uh, whether it's a, you know, a girlfriend getaway and a lot of you want to get away, get together and just get out of town for a little while. Um, I, you know, I can actually help get other girlfriend groups together. So it, it might be more than one group traveling together and they might not even know it. But then you're going to get the benefits of all the extras that come with that, whether it's a cruise or, let's say, an all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean. So whether it's uh, couples or girlfriends or a family reunion or, you know, you're getting married and you want to have a destination wedding in the island of your, you know, of your dreams, then uh, then I will organize that for you. I'll help you choose the island and put everything together so I take all the stress off of your shoulders. Yeah, and, and an important thing to note is that Valerie has done a number of destination weddings, and she's been to quite a number of islands. So if you know that you want to do a destination wedding, but you're not sure of the location, she would be a good person whose brain to pick for that kind of a thing. So, well, Valerie. The the islands are my playground, so. Oh, good. Well, Valerie, that's um, the end of our formal interview. Is there anything that you want to add that we might have forgotten? No, just if, you know, if you do want to get in touch with me, um, you can look at my website at uh, vacationsbypremier.com or you can email me at getaway at vacationsbypremier.com. Yep, and we will put all of your contact information on the website, our website, and in the show notes also so that people can just click through in case they Uh, are afraid to get those spellings wrong or anything, we'll have all of Valerie's contact information there and how you can get a hold of her. Well, Valerie, I thank you so much for being my guest today, and um, I look forward to having you on again at some time. 
And that's going to conclude the podcast today. I am your host, Megan Chapa, saying good night. Thank you.